done, taken care of. Mm, podcast storytelling, so subtle. Um, do you, do you hear that low guitar sound? You you probably can't, but it's the medium. No, no, no. Don't sing, because it's the medium minor theme creeping in for a second. Oh, I got a small oh. little update. Uh, do you remember the first episode we did in this apartment? Absolutely not. It was the four kids episode, and I talked about how the guy who plays Barney is super weird. Oh yeah, he's the, been the, in the, the news tantric lately. Boy. He, well, he's been in the news lately. <laughs> you see, he's been talking a lot about his tantric activities. And are they good? No, I read a little bit on him, and there are two things that he does. Mm, too one, heavy on the Rick. In one case, doesn't do. Uh, that Come? I, no. That, <laughs> nice. That I think are, <laughs> to me, red flags. One, he refuses to go down on women. Oh. oh. And then two, doesn't like wearing condoms. And mm. to me, those are two things where it's like, I know that you're kind of an asshole. You're, you're a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Right? What the fuck? It's, it's, it's Welcome to Media Majors, a podcast where we critique... <laughs> The sex work of the guy who played Barney. Uh, not sex work. I don't, th- it does, like, I don't think I that meant, counts as I sex meant, work. I meant like his how his sex works, but I can mm. see how it would confuse you because it is is one of those homonyms. <laughs> You're Liam Senior. I'm Tom Lockney, and on this podcast, Media Majors, every week we tell each other a true story from our preferred mediums. I really like the culture of video games and the internet. Movies and TV. And also on this night, we eat the salty herbs that represents the tears of the Jewish people. That's a Passover joke. I'm going first. And, uh... Our theme is things that should be good, but aren't. Mm-hmm. If that's, it sure is the theme for this week, Liam. Why don't you kick us off? 1980. The beginning of the 80s. Mm. John J.B. Wilson was an American copywriter and publicist. He majored in film and TV at UCLA, and after graduation worked on film marketing campaigns. Wilson had uh, accepted a job with a movie trailer company right out of college, and he worked on various film media campaigns, uh, basically just, you know, working on the copyright and and stuff like that. Uh, The company had sponsored a film festival that year, and Wilson found himself forced to watch around 250 movies slated for competition. Uh, When you see that many movies, the odds do not favor the stuff that the Oscars or the Globes are talking about, he says, looking back on his hundreds of hours spent watching through mediocrity. The odds favor the opposite. It's far easier to make and finance, and therefore far easier to see a bad movie. So that already doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's what the really fuck is he talking weird. about? I mean, there are a lot of bad movies that come out, but it's it's like it's just, it's stupidly difficult to get shit financed. It's it's hard to get a movie financed. Yeah, I don't think the quality of the movie determines how difficult the room got financed and like citizen kane got financed yeah exactly and i think both listen they're they're it, both it shitty people like, but it they seems worked hard like to get the financing the the quality or the the qualifying factor for obtaining financing has nothing to do with the quality of your actual film and more has to do with like knowing people yeah later that year wilson hosted a potluck oscar party But after a double feature of We Can't Stop the Music and Xanadu, plus the Oscars finishing up around 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, Wilson had an idea to keep the party rolling. Wilson! Yep. Everybody, I'm Wilson! You ready for this quote? Hit me. 
The Oscars come on at five and are over sometime around nine, and when you have so many people over, you have to have something to do. So I set up a cardboard podium and invited people to offer up nominees for the worst film of the year. The first Razzie statues were sculpted, sculpted pieces of foam, and the inaugural Worst Picture Award went to Alan Carr's Can't Stop the Music, a fake musical comedy about a village, like a fictionalized story about the village people. Um, and Wilson said that he demanded his money back when he first saw it and was refused, and that is why he voted for it to be the worst picture in this Razzie's in his living room. Well, the next year, the Razzies somehow started receiving mentions in the local press and attention. I guess like in 1981, there was nothing happening. <laughs> in at Los Angeles at the time, there was just like no news. And so it was like, hey, that guy's having a party. <laughs> Let's write that up. By 1984, major newswire started running the story and the official Golden Raspberry Awards ceremony was scheduled for the night before the Oscars. Uh, and to this day, it is still scheduled the night before the Oscars. Announcements are made the day before. It's uh, how it's been and how how it always will be. There have been some new categories other than the original just worst picture, worst actor, worst actress, hmm. uh, worst screen couple, which they've uh, gotten a little wild with. Sometimes it's a character in his own ego or something fun like that mm. uh, or worst prequel sequel or Man, remake these 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 chuckle fucks sound like a bunch of regular comedians liam right they sound so funny to isn't me. organized fun the most fun way to have fun organized yeah organized hate is the most fun way to have fun apparently so says white men on the internet <laughs> Today, the Razzies are a year-round affair with a website that attracts more than a million visitors annually Jesus. with its picks for worst film of the year and worst movies of the week in theaters and on DVD. Uh, funny thing about the website, I tried to look at it when I researched the story. Wouldn't load all day. <laughs> Nearly 700 voters, journalists, industry, industry insiders, and frequent film goers may be the worst combination. Good God. Uh, now vote on the year and awards. The encore. When you when you said that, Liam, I started to taste the hints of piss in my mouth. Yeah. Encore on demand movie channel schedules a month long tribute to past Razzie winners, but get this: you have to pay money to be a member and vote. You also mm. don't have to watch the movie to nominate it. Really, mm. really, really. Liam, that sounds like an absurdly low bar of quality. Surely, surely nobody takes the Razzies seriously. Uh, some recipients have been happy to get on the in on the joke. Showgirls director Paul Verhoeven appeared in person to accept his award for worst picture of 1995. I bet you he said it was just satire or something like that. Uh, obviously, my film has entertained you, but not in the way I intended it to. Mm. Uh, in 2005, Oscar winner Halle Berry made headlines with an overly emotional parody of her Academy Awards acceptance speech while taking home Worst Actress for Catwoman. Uh, Sandra Bullock has accepted her award while holding her Oscar. Kim Kardashian once uh, like was asked about it and just said, it's really just an honor to be nominated, which <laughs> I think is the funniest response. Yeah. Ah, Kim. Leave it to Kim. Wilson says there's always been talk of organizing a Razzie's telecast, but due to the difficulty of getting usage rights, uh, he doesn't think that it's possible. Or maybe it's because no television show wants to throw up your mediocrity. There are some people in Hollywood who get the joke, but most just seem to hate it and wish we would go away, which of course makes all this that much funnier, says, uh, uh, says a dope. Uh, 
says, cool guy from the internet. And like, here, I get it. It's fun to be the snarky kid in the back of the class, just throwing your spitballs and just fidget your spinners and all that good stuff. Do the Bartman. Do the Bartman cowabunga, dude. Um, Eat my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you need an angle or something other than it's the Oscars, but they're bad because like, Jesus Christ, man, that got old the moment you did it in your well, fucking living room. Here's the thing. Like, I, I think that there's like a lot of value to be found in like looking at movies that aren't good or, or movies that people think aren't good. And then kind of trying to pick apart why that is like, I think that if this was sort of a springboard to think more critically on films that didn't succeed for whatever reason, uh, or were disliked for, uh, other reasons, I think it's an interesting jumping off point for like legitimate, interesting criticism, but I don't, I don't really get what's funny or insightful or even like mildly entertaining about being like, yeah, The Blind Side was a bad movie. Like the Razzies are super lazy. They pick hackneyed joke categories. It's like, wow, an egregious sequel category. Fucking incredible satire there, wow. Johnny Swift. Man, you're really, really adding value to the cultural conversation, so, like, guys. There is a Transformer movie. Transformer movies always get nominated for Razzies, and it's like. Okay. Are they ever nominated for like uh, maybe significant critical Razzies, like most sexist or like weirdest justification of dating people underage? No. Um, the categories are like worst couple, worst script, worst actress. It's not very insightful. Mm -hmm. Is there is there an award ceremony for worst award ceremonies? Not yet. Oh, that's Ouroboros. right. This week, this week on Medium Ages, we're going meta. That's right. Academy Awards, Oscars, Razzie, <laughs> Golden Awards and the Oscars are the same thing. Damn it. Don't know th uh, the thing about movies or TV. That's why it's you tell the stories. They, they're, they're, who, who cares? Awards are all meaningless. We're all going to die. Art is subjective. And it's all great. So like The Snowman and The Book of Henry... The two actual worst movies of the year? Nothing. Oh, wait, are you show. serious? Not a, not a nod. Why not? Though, And those movies are, like, hysterical. Mother got Razzie nominations because it was, like, super buzzy because, like, some critics hated it. And it's, like, none of you saw Mother. None of none them of saw, you mother. saw Mother. Mother, even if you didn't like Mother, I don't know if you could be, like, yes, this movie is the most embarrassing worst film of 2017. The, like... The, They'll, they'll, like, make Adam Sandler jokes. Like, a Medea movie is nominated this year, and one of the worst couple, screen couples is, like, Medea, Tyler Perry and his stupid wig. And it's like, yeah, it's a bad character, and it's Tyler Perry in drag, but you're not saying anything. Yeah. You're just shouting. What a what a useless criticism. <laughs> it's like, oh, bo whoa, Tyler Perry really likes to put on that wig. And End I mean, of no, conversation. No, the criticism is a bad wig. And it's like, I guess. Uh, and people pay $500 to be a lifelong member. Also, like, a movie like Transformers, as much as it sucks, it gave like a billion people jobs to make stupid robots and stuff you know what i mean like there was a crew and a second unit crew and gaffers and caterers and artists 
and like it should be pushing to it should be pushing to to make those people get better work at better movies and not just be like jerking off hate into the i don't know blogosphere Organized grown adult snark is is the worst type of snark, oh, and it God, is heinous. So shit. bad at it. So I think the Razzies are just the worst and should not be supported. But at least they aren't the Golden Globes. <laughs> the end. All right. Thanks for listening to story number one, everybody. Tune back in after this ad for another show on the Major Cast Network to hear mine. Hello, listener. Do you like a scare, a jump, a fright? How about Maine? How do you feel about Maine? If any of those words made your heart skip a beat, then I've got a podcast for you. King Me is a monthly Stephen King podcast where I, Tom Lockney, and a guest watch through a theatrical adaption of a work by everyone's favorite Northeastern author and talk about it with a little help from the source material. So, if you're feeling particularly brave, join me on my descent into terror on the Major Casts Network, or wherever you find podcasts. Mmm, and we're back. Oh, Liam, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I should have taken a, a food break, a lunch break, in between stories, but you know what? A I did spectacular didn't. luncheon? Chapter 1. Lost in the Wash. Our story begins with a technological revolution, the invention of washing powders in the 1800s. Initially simply pulverized soap, washing powders changed and evolved as the clock of history ticked ever forward. Numerous brands explode onto the scene, such as Purcell, Rinso, <laughs> and... Is that a soap Batman villain? <laughs> no, it's, it's the soap your bro Trevor uses. I'm Rinso, Batman. I've captured Robin in a sudsy, sudsy trap. Mm. And don't forget about... Draft. Draft? Draft. D-R-E-F-T. Welcome to Draft via soap. One brand, however, emerges to one day rule them all. Tide. Can't believe the real word Tide built a better brand than Draft. 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 We're like the Tide, man. They, they offer a variety of products, one of which, pods, available since 2011, have surged in popularity due to their convenience and effectiveness. Here are some reviews from the official Tide website. Jennifer, love my pods. I Five hate stars. I hate you. I would never use anything else. Makes it so easy to just throw in a pod and go. Go where? Finish your laundry, Jennifer. Jorge, still a good choice. Four stars. Cleans better than other brands, freshens, and maintains colors radiant and white. Mm, brilliant. Only four stars? Tide, you don't have to put that on your website. He called them brilliant, and he only put four stars out of five. Man, you got to get a lot of stuff Ugh. on board to get Jorge there. Jorge, know thyself. Mm -hmm. Tide Pods lover. The best one. I was looking for a new detergent for my clothes. And oh, this were is... you Tide Pods lover? I wonder which brand you ended up going with. <laughs> and this is easily taking the spot. I recommend trying your Tide Pod with bleach. It helps it to go to work faster. I recommend drinking bleach. I don't actually, unless you are a goblin. And then, of course, who could forget everybody's favorite user, all caps, Malcolm Pretty. X. Number one. 
Love everything about this product. I just hate that we never get these coupons in P7G in my region. Not fair. Tide, you don't have to put that on your website. Making up an entire 15% of the market share, the little buggers are incredibly compact, useful, and mm, good to look at. Are they? They're just little pods. Vibrant, multicolored, and about the size of a baby's fist. Your brain <laughs> wants you, them. What are you, first, okay. <laughs> Like eight things to say. <laughs> what are you measuring sizes in if one of them is baby's fist? I mean, it is about the size of a baby's fist. I don't fist. care if that's if it is if it's accurate size. That's a weird metric. All right, Stop measuring all right, shit you that way. Philistine. Also, they do, my brain. Do you know what my brain wants to do with them? Throw them in the laundry so that they'll make my clothes clean. Well, guess what I want to do, Liam? I want to eat them. You're a dummy. They recall ripened fruit. No, they soft. don't. Yes, they literally do. This is fucking science and fuck off. They are soft, plump, and possess a sweet aroma. Yeah, no, no. Like, they've talked to, uh, you know, in the... So does a bag of wet sugar. But it's not like... A, you don't want to eat a bag of wet sugar. Yeah, evolutionarily, though, we are we are trained to enjoy certain qualities and, and connect them with food. And color is a large part of that. I mean, like, a good example... Hey, hey, no, no, no. Dude, no, no, no. Uh, no creationism. No, no. Sorry, your whole argument out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Man live with dinosaurs, motherfucker. Eat it. <laughs> Uh, a good example of of like the connection between color and food would be like Kraft mac and cheese, which is yellow just in the United States and nowhere else. But it's because like that vibrant brightness it makes Kraft thinks it makes U.S. consumers want to eat mac and cheese more and traffic cones. Yeah, I mean it's why we have blue Gatorade. Like the blue it doesn't need to be well, no, there. It comes from the blue Gatorade fruit. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I am so sorry that Thomas is pounding nonsense. Just remember that creationism, blue Gatorade fruits. So what's in these tasty little morsels, you might ask? Fucking Tide, I would imagine. Chapter two, I'm doing a bit. Tide pods <laughs> actually have a very good chance of killing you. Asphyxiating and literal burning agony is in absolutely no way worth content. <laughs> Teens are so dumb. All right, no, 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 hang on. Back in the bit. All right, so. Delicious, delicious, plump Tide pods. Hang on. Mmm, mm, what's that? I've got a bag of Tide Pods here. Ooh, they've got a child guard on it. I don't know why you would. They're so tasty and children love them. Hold on, I just wanna quickly, I'm gonna open up the Media Majors Twitter account and I'm gonna take a picture of us recording this with the bag of Tide Pods. Cool, continue. So Liam, I've got an ingredient list here because I would never eat something without knowing what was in it first. Of course. All right, so it's got water in it. Okay, that's good. Fatty acid salts. You know sure. what? I, like I eat it in and out all the time. <laughs> Bazinga. It's got colorant, but what doesn't? Hey, I know blue Gatorade does come from the blue Gatorade fruit, the 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 <laughs> The Buderade. The in French. I raided a Buddhist temple. All I got was robes and candles. It's got perfume in it, which isn't great, but John Mulaney did tell that one story once about drinking an entire bottle of perfume, so it probably won't kill me. Uh, it's got sodium in it. It's got a bunch of sodium products. It's got uh, triamine pentacetate, sodium salt. That's sodium salt. Okay, sodium salt. A bit of a, a redundancy, but sure. Sodium formate, sodium bisulfate, calcium formate. Oh, that's calcium. It's good for my bones. So yeah, if I eat Thai- makes your bones big and strong. Yeah, if you eat Thai, you'll never break a bone. And disodium- Fact. Distressel-beth-venol. Distressel-beth? Disulfonate. 
I okay. Like this so it's got a, it's got like a, a lot of salt in it, so it's probably not great. It's a little bit like ramen. You probably shouldn't have it like every day. <laughs> don't eat. A Thai pot a day keeps your life away. Oh, but don't worry. We're also about to get lit. It's got alcohol, exo, etho, xylates in it, polyvinyl alcohol film, and alcohol ethoxy sulfate. Oh shit! Oh, shit. Oh man, I'm about to do a shot of this Tide Pod. It's got hydrogenated castor oil, but that's like probably just like regular vegetable oil, right? No, castor oil makes you barf. Oh, I, well, does it? Yes. I don't know if that's confirmed though. Have you seen Stand By Me? <laughs> no, I have not. Well, guess what? You're gonna have to watch it and for it's my fucking, gross. fucking podcast. Oh, it's got mayonnaise, which is just mayonnaise for men, as we all know, marketed towards men. <laughs> This is Pike TV of mayonnaise. Amy Lay's, which is, again, right. just mayonnaise marketed for people named Amy. Yep. Uh, but your name is not Amy. Uh, propylene glycol. Okay, well, you know, sometimes I don't always recognize well, the ingredients propel. on the ingredient list. Propel. Oh, Gatorade's know. Propel. Yeah. It's got all these electrolytes in it. <laughs> Tide Damn, are the Tide Pods the new superfood? They're the kelp of laundry detergent. Look out, Kale. We're coming to get you. Oh, you know, I mean, like, it's got a bunch of other things, but I, how do they taste? Let's find out. Wow, we're really committing to this. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, oh. no, 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 oh, no, man. no, no, come on, so, come on. It's so squishy. Don't, don't do it's this. It's so squishy and soft. We need soft. those for laundry, don't. Oh, oh and it smells so good. It smells so sweet, just like the candies my grandmama used to give me. <laughs> All right, I can't. I can't hold it back any longer, Liam. I can't. Do it. Eat it. All right. <gasps> it's crunchy. Mmm. Mmm. It's crunchy, isn't it? Yeah. You thirsty? I'm a little more firm than I thought it was gonna be. Oh man. Mmm. And my mouth was very dry to begin with. I was not expecting to have to do it. It's very so dry, much isn't it? Drought in my mouth. Does it taste almost like Bavarian in origin? Mmm. I don't know. Mmm. Mm, interesting. It kind of, it kind of tastes like uh, 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 baklava. 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 Tastes like like, like pistachio and filetto. Mm, a little bit, yeah. I think maybe that's where it's so crunchy. That's where the crunch comes from. Chapter three. Something to tide you over. <laughs> the concept I've just expressed: a raw, craven desire to eat the pods, has been around since literally since they were available. Tweets as early as March of 2012, not even a year past their initial release, explicitly talked about wanting to eat said pods. Pod want has surfaced in various aspects of culture. There have been some pretty popular Tumblr posts about them over the years. Twitter. Pod want. Twitter obviously has been posted. Pod want. Pod want. Yeah, it's it's. I would I would name the phenomenon pod want. You know what you would call a little a little guy that's into the Tide Pod. What? Pod want. Thank you. Twitter has obviously talked about it. Uh, there was a 2015 Onion article from the POV of a child titled, So Help Me God, I'm Going to Eat One of Those Multicolored Detergent Pods. 
There was a sketch by College Humor about eating the Tide Pods. I, I'm literally about to mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and this is because it, it is a pretty common human desire for the reasons that I've talked about. Like, there are a lot of psychological reasons why you want to eat the pods. Why your brain's got, oh, why your brain's so hard for pods. But wait a minute, that can't be just it, right? That can't be, like, just the reason that it caught on and became such a big thing, right? See, this bubbled under the surface for years. But 2017 in particular became a very big year for this, for Podwand. In March, College Humor had a big sketch about how funny it is that we all want to eat the pods. In July, r slash intrusive thoughts saw a popular post entitled, Bite into one of these pods, do it. That same month, The Onion published another article about a new line of sour apple flavored <laughs> Tide Pods. <laughs> That's a very good article. Tweets about the eating the Tide Pods also started blowing up. Like the, the first tweet in uh, 2012 came from a Mashable article. It's a long time ago. It was not like a viral tweet, but these ones are getting, you know, like thousands of retweets and likes. There's like the pizza one and the, they're, they're, yeah, there's mm -hmm. tons of them. And then on January 1st, 2018, an Instagram user posts an anthropomorphized anime rendition of Tide Pods, named Tide Pod Chan. I hate this. Oh, it's about to get worse. Later that same day. You're ruining a day, a day the day that Jeff Rosenstock dropped one of my favorite albums. Oh, you're, ru Liam, you're ruining this. I'm about to, I'm about to dump in its mouth. Ugh. Later that same day, a Facebook group named after Gamergate mascot and visual reference to a 4chan internet rape joke, no. Vivian James slash V, name of the Facebook group, posted the image. See, I have a theory. Alt writers, a large portion of which are post-Gamergators, whole lives encircle memes, spreading them mostly. They're not very creative, so they're, not, they're usually not the ones coming up with them. Shocker. That's literally all they have. It is the entire social currency by which they understand the world, their relationships, and themselves. They have terminology for this. This is established. Like, they, they have a weird uh, social obsession with memes as, as, like, social status and social currency. It's alarming. If there is a really big meme, there is a halfway decent chance that it only became a cultural force due to the concerted efforts of men on the internet with nothing to do and less to lose. After a few more pretty terrible figures from the online community post the, the Tide Pod Chan meme elsewhere, likely seen on the Vivian James Facebook page, a relatively small YouTuber, the Aaron Swan 669 posts the very first in a, a what become a cultural uh, a flooding of videos called the Tide Pod Challenge on January 8th, wherein he pretends to eat a pod. Uh, he only pretends, he is an adult. <laughs> So yeah, like this, 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 and then afterwards you start to, I mean, the rest is history. Like I don't, I'm not really talking about like the actual current phenomenon of Tide Pods. Cause like, I think it's been talked about to death and a lot of people pretty much already kind of know the gist. Well, yeah, there's not, there are teens filming themselves eating Tide Pods yeah. like idiots. But it only happened after it passed through the grimy filter of online bigot meme lords who have a history of creating and popularizing various harmful memes for the lulls or whatever. I, I think it is entirely, I, I don't have like 
internet data on this because I don't have access to that type of thing. But I, I seriously, especially after doing research for this story, kind of believe that the reason that this all of a sudden became such a big deal, even though it's this concept and, and wanting to eat Tide Pods as like an internet joke has been around since 2012, the only reason it's become such a big thing and it's been so harmful is because of, you know, post gamer gators and people who, I, I mean, like literally the, the, the entire thing that these people do is like they spread meme, yeah, memes spread in order to mimetic. try and like hurt people or just like hateful stuff as, as a quote unquote joke. Yeah. Video after video is released of teens taking the quote unquote Tide Pod challenge. They eat the pod and dare each other, uh, dare others to join in the movement. Capitalists everywhere have attempted to exploit the trend by creating Tide-themed food, a bad idea fe feeding into a dangerous trend because make no mistake, this trend is very dangerous. See, I've talked about why we Tommy want to eat them. <laughs> I've talked about why we want to eat them. I've talked about what's in them, but I haven't yet said what would happen. So to end my story for this week, I'd like to provide you with a quote given by one Melissa Lockney, MD, my mother, and a pretty good doctor. I asked her what would happen if somebody ate a Tide Pod. Awesome. I love this. And she said the following, quote, it is a caustic agent that can burn your mouth, esophagus, trachea, and lungs. Mm. With burning comes swelling that could potentially prevent a person from breathing. If not attended to by a medical professional, a person could asphyxiate and die. So you would literally uh, die unable to breathe as your insides burned. That's why you shouldn't eat the fucking Tide Pods and why it's a funny joke until you do it. Mm -hmm. And that is my story for this week on Media Majors. I like the video of the kid with his giant bong who does the dab thing and then pokes a Tide Pod and gets all of it into the rig and smokes it and then doesn't immediately just turn into dust. <laughs> Good God, I can't believe people are... I, oh, man. Don't eat Tide Pods. And, and hey, don't let, don't let alt-writers prey on teenagers with quote-unquote memes. Horrible, horrible people. Horrible people! Anyway, sometimes on this show we talk about horrible people and things like the people who do the Razzies and alt-writers online who may or may not have popularized uh, or, or coerced socially teens into eating Tide Pods. So to balance that out, we like to tell about a fun thing that happened in our lives and our weeks in a little segment called The Self-Care Corner. Liam, would you like to start us off? No. No, you wouldn't. I didn't think you would. Mm -hmm. This is unfortunate, and this is the part of the podcast where we stall trying to think about things that happened in this week because we never prep for this part of the podcast. Had a I, bad week. I can think of something, actually. Had a bad week. Our little bean, oh, our little bean lady who pisses and poops <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. Well, she's pretty good about getting it on the pads, but, but you know, it's yeah. the times that she doesn't that really count. <laughs> Um, we love her. She's amazing. Oh, she's amazing. And my self-care corner is the thing about her. She does this. She's so excited, as any puppy is, when, uh, you know, one of her owners comes home. And she does this fucking butt wiggle. It's so cute. She shakes the entire lower. I need to get video of this. She takes the entire lower half of her body and shakes it from side to side so vigorously Oh my God, it's the cutest thing. And she's still like very, uh, uh, like she's got like puppy fat and she's very like round, especially when viewed from above. And so you see this round little puppy wiggling its butt. 
to be excited when you get home and it's so good. It's nice. Oh, I know what my self-care corner is. So uh, this year, I've been making, or last year, this movie year, whatever you want to call it, I've been making a big stink about how Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig aren't going to get Oscar nominations, even though they deserve it. And they got Oscar nominations. Hell and Martin yeah. McDonough didn't for director. Uh, so the, good. the nominations sure did cheer me up, even yeah. though they were still bad. That's very good. Also, by the way, quick note before we wrap up the podcast. Earlier, uh, Liam took a photo of me, and I bit down on the outside of the Tide Pod bag, and it was sealed. And I, can, I, I almost threw up, and I can feel a slight burning sensation on the tip of my tongue where it touched the Tide bag. It is literally that sensitive. Don't even put them in your fucking mouth. Yep. Anyways, thanks for listening to another episode of Media Majors. Donate the Tide Pods. You can email us at <laughs> Media Majors. Like you said, donate us Tide Pods. <laughs> hey, you know what? That we all got to do laundry. I'd take so, it. Yeah. Hey, you can email us uh, at uh, Media Majors Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, follow us on Twitter at Media Majors Cast. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes if you like what it is we do. And we'll be there for you. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.